Hello, I'm Mark Tucker. Hi, everyone. I am Elisa. Welcome to the Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Hey, welcome on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Ellen is uh, uh, taking a, a break off of this one because we wanted to have a very special guest on. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and turn the time over to Eliza to, to tell a little bit about uh, who she is and how she got started in voice. So my name is Eliza Cumber. I am an Android developer mostly. And I started with voice because I felt that um, voice is very different from um a coder. So the perception when you start working um, on the code is just basically with if and else. But when you start talking, um, things don't work like this. Um, you have a, a million different ways of saying the same thing. And this is everything um, that you need to take under consideration when you start working on something so different. So for me, that was a challenge. And I started liking it very much because I had to basically rewire my brain on how I think. And this also, like the variety that the language is giving us, um, I think that it also made me better at my work because I started thinking of a few scenarios that normally I don't think that I would think of. And then because I also started with voice and I have this in my mind, then I'm like, oh, okay. So there is another way for the user to do that. I should take care of that as well. I, I totally agree. I'm just thinking that, that you know, coming from years of experience myself programming, then when I came to voice, it was just like, well, this idea of it being interactive and more personal um, really appealed to me. So um, what uh, what's your relationship with, uh, with Alan? How do you know him? Um, so we met at a community event. I don't remember exactly which one was it. <laughs> Um, I think that it was the GDE summit when I first saw him. Um, and I mean, it, it started as a really small community, especially for the Google Assistant. Uh, so everyone kind of knew everyone. Um, the community has started to grow, but, you know, the friendships just stand with you. Yeah, exactly. So you're a, a Google developer expert. Um, can, can you talk about like what uh, areas of expertise? I am for the Google Assistant but also for conversational AI in general. So um, Google also has a tool that is called Dialogflow. That used to be the only way that you could actually do something in voice, but then the, um, they kicked off the Actions on Google platform. And on the Actions on Google, you can only build voice applications for the Google Assistant. But then you also have a Dialogflow, and this is now part, well, partly part, of the Google Cloud. And then you can still make um, voice applications that don't have anything to do with the Google Assistant. Um, you can use it anywhere as a chatbot, for instance, um, or through um, um, a telephone line, just connected uh, through. Yeah, so, so no. my two expertise. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, yeah, no, I've, I, no, I'm mostly coming from the Alexa side of things, but I have created some uh, Google Actions and, and started with Dialogflow. Um, as well, and and have most recently moved over to uh, to actions. Um, what's your experience with uh, with actions on for mobile apps? Um, I, I I think they call them Google App Actions. It's App yeah. Actions. Yeah. Um, so I I think that I was one of the very first people that I started. Um, 
like getting my hands on it um, because for me, it's just marries my two passions. Um, the first one being the voice and the other one being the Android. Um, so I, I started on that very recently, um, like not very recently, but when it started, um, like from the very first people. And I really like where it's heading because um, Android is just everywhere. Um, and it's in your pocket. So whenever you can just um, make someone's life easier, um, then I think that you should, right? Yeah. So um, for those listeners who don't know much about App Actions, can you uh, kind of give an overview and then um, maybe some specifics on how you might use it? Yeah, so the app actions is a way that you can basically uh, connect the assistant with your Android application. Um, so let's say, for instance, that you have a tax application. Um, then whenever the user says that, hey, get me a taxi from my taxi app, um, then you can already trigger your application. It will open up to the correct screen. And if the user provides some data as well, for instance, um, I want the taxi to get me there, um, then you can pre-fill those when you open up the application and you can even have um, like shortcuts that won't even trigger the application. Like you will just say like, okay, so the tax is coming in five minutes, for instance. Okay. So let's talk about that a little bit more where, you know, our audience are developers a lot of the time. Um, um, so Let's talk a little bit. Uh, we don't have to get into like deep, deep details, but kind of how would you program that? Is that something that you program on the action side of things? Do you have to make changes to your mobile app to have this work? Kind of just talk about how how that works. Well, the actions that you have on the actions on Google platform is something completely uh, separate from the rest. Um, you can still have the same backend, for instance, um, but the actions on Google um, is very different from the app actions that you have on your phone. So you're going to have the one without the other one. Okay. Um, on the um, Android side, you can make use of the new framework that they have. Well, they have two frameworks. One is called Actions. So you just add an actions.xml over there. Um, and with a very few changes on the rest of the application, um, then you can just um, make it trigger. Or you can go with a, um, a newer way, it's still on beta, it's called Shortcuts. So you can create shortcuts and then it's basically the same thing. Um, it's also very easy to migrate. So if someone was on the actions with XML, um, if they were using this one, it's very easy for them to switch to the shortcuts with XML. Okay. So I just like um, attended recently a, a session on um, Alexa for apps. And the idea behind that is, you know, I think, very similar to app actions. And the fact that you've got, you want to do some voice control of uh, an existing mo mobile application that you might have as, uh, you know, as a company or a brand. And um, I guess there's two pieces. Of, there's the shortcut side of things, and then there's the send a phone um, side of things. So send a phone is basically you could be inside of a, a skill um, and, and just say send a phone. And what it would do is that it would go ahead and <clears throat> you can, uh, you know, open a, a, a link on your phone, like a, a website or an, um, an app, or on the shortcut side of things, you can 
use uh, like universal links or other things on the on that already exist on the mobile app side of things to go ahead and and uh, you know start up that taxi app or to you know trigger the the event that's going to tell you like oh you know your taxi will be here in five minutes um, but it's all based on um, on technology that's already existing on the mobile side of things um, and just using mm -hmm. universal links and it could be an Android app or it could be a um, an iOS app um, and and my understanding at least from attending this session because I haven't done this yet is that there's no changes that really have to happen on the mobile app side of things at all it could be an existing published um, mobile app out there and as long as you already have those links or deep links or whatever into the different parts of your mobile app, um, all the work to um, add voice to that on the Alexa side is, is done through um, adding information to your skill. Is that similar to how things work on the um, app action side of things? Yeah, it's very similar. Um, the differences over there is that you can also make your content searchable uh, for the Google Assistant when it comes to the shortcuts, for instance. Um, so if you already have the screen open and the Google Assistant tries to trigger it out as well, um, then you can, you can manipulate the content that you saw over to there with what the Google Assistant has as a new information. This is very helpful when um, you already have the application open, but you don't have any free hands. Um, or if you, you can't get to your device easily, for instance, um, this is really helpful over there. So it still works with deep links for just opening up uh, the application. Um, but there are also like content that you can show without even opening the application before that. Well, that's interesting. So um, I guess, how, how are you seeing as far as um, companies using app actions? Um, is there a lot of interest in that uh, right now? Um, or, or is more interest uh, coming? I guess, where do you see that coming um, here in the next uh, year or two? People don't really know a lot about it yet. And a lot of companies don't even know that this is possible. Um, they think that um, deep links still just work for like signing with emails, for instance, and stuff like this. So they're not even aware that you can connect this to smarter devices and then make something really cool with your application and get your content to more users. Um, so I think that there is a communication fail from the company side and for the users or the companies um, that are trying to, to get to their app users. Mm -hmm. um, but um, when people start to know more about this and see that it's actually not a lot of work um, and it doesn't have to do anything with the backbone of the application. So no matter how old or new the backbone of the application is, that doesn't really make any difference. Um, there is really no risk, real risk um, for you just blowing up the entire application, for instance, because they're really afraid of just touching a few pieces of code. Like if it's security, for instance, they were like, no, 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 no. We don't want to touch it. And I'm like, you don't have to touch it. That's fine. <laughs> it doesn't work like this. Um, so I think that it's just a communication fail between like um, Alexa and Google um, with the rest of the companies. Uh, because they, they don't know about this, but they're really enthusiastic when they finally figure this out.
Yeah, no, I, <clears throat> I think you're right. And it's, it's fairly new, you know, we're just learning about it. I haven't had a project yet, which where that's been uh, something that we've, uh, I guess, uh, talk to our clients about, but it, it is something that we need to be aware of as developers and um, you know, for the audience, anybody that's out there um, to understand what the technical capabilities are and understand um, that that really it is um, a small lift. It's not going to um, impact the application, you know, the mobile application development team. It's something that, um, you know, a voice team can come in or an agency can come in and help you do on your application um, to get things, uh, you know, add, add voice to your existing mobile applications. That it's, it's something that's, that's it's possible to do. And then also that uh, technically it's not maybe as big of a lift as uh, people think it might be. Exactly. Exactly. It's just making it visible to the Google Assistant, for instance. It's it's nothing more. That's it. <laughs> I know it seems seems so simple. It's like, hey, you know, I don't even nothing have to. Nothing more. You just <laughs> yeah, you already have the content there. You're just making it visible to the Google Assistant. That's all. That's all you're doing. Yeah. So it's not like yeah. I I don't even have to start up my uh, my code editor uh, to to get going and. <laughs> On that stuff, so yeah, but I think I think that's important, and I think um, you know as people see more and more, you know, of, of some of their favorite mobile apps, like hey, I can do stuff with voice on this now. I can you know, you know, on my exercise application or on other things, I I don't have to be right there holding um, the phone, and I can do some additional things. Um, just with my voice. I think the more we see maybe some of the flagship um, often used applications having that, then then more and more companies will like, hey, I want to do what you know they're doing. And, and <laughs> well, the same happened with uh, devices as well, right? right. Um, at the beginning, no one knew about Alexa or the Google Assistant. And then suddenly it's just boom, it exploded. And suddenly it's in every house yeah no i totally agree and and in my house like some cases i've got multiple devices and <laughs> and, and i got some of each that's, that's so. The subject. <laughs> so that's fun so um about what year did you start doing um voice stuff on on google do you do you remember i guess how you got started when it was yeah when it was Oh, I started with um, voice stuff before Google actually buys Dialogflow, which was then an AI.ai. Um, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's okay. How it was called. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, right. that's how I started. So I started with that. Then Google bought it. Um, and funny story is that I actually was giving a talk about this. And then Google bought it. And the day before of my talk, they decided to change the name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at the hotel room at like four o'clock in the morning trying to figure out how to change everything. Everything. Oh, you're like, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Google. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. No heads up whatsoever. <laughs> so is that that's what probably 2018, maybe? Uh or late 17, late somewhere, 17. somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I I talk about dialogue flow so much I I forget and you know that it was originally AI.ai and uh, it's yeah, been a while. Well, it was very similar. Like, yeah, even the color is the same, right? 
<laughs> that's true. <laughs> and you, and you used to be able to do all kinds of things. You could create uh, Alexa skills with it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exciting. So um, I don't know what else um, is interesting to you in voice. Um, I guess what, uh, what things are you you excited about want to study next? Um, I'm really excited to how everything is just, um, getting combined together. So for me, seeing that um, Google is working on the app actions, for instance, and they're trying to make the Google Assistant available to devices that you already have um, and you have always on you, um, yeah. that was really nice for me, especially because I really love Android. So seeing that um, now Android developers don't really have to choose um, which side to go? Well, not, not, not Android developers, but like managers mostly. Um, they were like, oh, should we go voice? Should we go with this? Should we go with that? Um, now you can just start with just having the Android application hooked up to the, to the Google Assistant. And you can see like if that gets a lot of attention from your users, mm -hmm. that does probably mean that you need an action on Google as well. So then you can just start building something that is completely for the Google Assistant um, uh, to have like a, a more, let's say, enjoyable um, mm -hmm. experience for the users. So I'm really excited to see how everything is just going to get connected because I think that at the end, everything is going to get connected. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think there's, there's going to be a lot of connectivity and opportunities to voice. And, and I can see, you know, being able to talk to your device in the morning, maybe get daily updates, um, news or whatever. As you head out the door, uh, you carry on the conversation on your phone, you get in your car, it's uh, things get transferred over. I don't know, maybe you're Maybe it's a longer story and you might even be able to just keep listening as you're changing devices and changing networks and you're off in your car, um, you know, maybe driving to work and other things. I, I just having voice um, everywhere, I think, is, is going to be something that we see more and more just and just easier to just it's just there and it's easy to use and you don't really have to think about it. Yeah. And I think that the most exciting part will be when um, when the context will be kept throughout all of the devices. Yes. So if I can just um, talk to my Google Assistant that, hey, I'm leaving, um, and then it just automatically um, sends like my navigation, for instance, um, to my car or even to my phone if I'm using my phone only. Um, this is going to be fantastic. Like I don't have to do anything more. And then if I just say, because a lot of times you're just going to talk to the Google Assistant, um, like trying to do a few stuff, like multitasking when you're in the car, especially, um, and you're like, reply to that person. And like they, it doesn't have a context, so yeah. they don't really know what to do. Um, so... The more that people start to use it, uh, the better it will get, of course. Um, and I think that it will start getting context, like keeping that context of the conversation um, throughout the entire uh, environment of devices that you have. Um, and this is going to be like fantastic. Yeah, I think well, it's interesting because I think um, I, 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 often, I often try to think, I guess, what how this would happen. And I'm wondering if like, 
your phone itself would be the context. And maybe there's different layers. Maybe there's a public context than a private context. But like if I've got that group of data with me on my phone and there's a, you know, obviously security and all that stuff, um, you know, those problems have been solved, but it knows who I am. It knows, um, you know, like, let's say that I'm on my way to the store and this context about you know, things that I've ordered and, and, you know, conversations that I've been having um, is with me on that phone. And let's say, you know, some future date, I go into the supermarket and, now my shopping cart has a screen that automatically shows my shopping list um, just because it, it, it has it at some point. <laughs> yeah. That, but that, but the, the thing is, is that um, it can be done in such a way that the, the context isn't like out there in the cloud. It's with you personally. And Definitely. something that people have with them almost everywhere is a phone. So I'm, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm wondering if that context carryover is somehow tied to your phone. Yeah, but I think that like we can start smaller. Um, for instance, if I was searching something with the Google Assistant on my phone, and then I just asked something like, let's say that the store was called the Happy Store, um, and if I then ask after like I don't know a few minutes, um, so what are the opening hours for the Happy Store? I don't want to hear about a Happy Store that may be in California. I mean, yep. I'm in Europe. I don't care about that. So, <laughs> um, so even that, like just keeping um, reference of the latest conversations that you have um, without having anything like real information about you, like this is, this is something that you already did through the Google Assistant. So, yeah. and it does keep the, the history of that because it needs to get trained somehow. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you want it to be, you know, better at, um, at understanding you, right? More personal, uh, maybe the way that you talk about things or what you call things. Um, then uh, I can see that, the, that if there's a way to securely uh, make these experiences more and more personalized for you, then it just feels um, more natural and and you don't have to, you know, the promise of voice is to be able to just say it and you don't have to, you know, tap and all this other stuff. But even saying that there is still some variations in how one person would call it you know, more than just different utterances. It's just different, uh, different ways to think about things or, you know, think, you know, something that's more important or, you know, like if you were to say, hey, what's, 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 what's better, this or this? better is like is better cost is better the way it looks is it you know quality is it you know what's better and so but you know just when when i'm saying you know why why is something which one is better than i might have a different meaning than what but somebody else might have right definitely yeah so definitely well very cool is there anything else you want to share about app actions um with our listeners so that they uh can either get started or uh, or better understand what to do with this going forward. Was that you don't really have like you don't know a lot about the app actions as well. So um, do you have any questions? Maybe like did you understand how it works and like um, how the companies can develop it and the developers? Yeah, I think I have a pretty good understanding. It seems it seems like it's at least similar. Would be similar in concept. Um, I guess um, 
the the difference with what I was talking about is as, as far as app actions, that's that's only on Android, correct? There's not that's not going to be available for iOS. Um, at least for now, this is only for um, for for the Android devices. Okay. Um, is there a cost to to uh, for developing or getting uh, no, going forward with that? Uh, there are there is great documentation and a lot of resources that people can refer to. Um, either on how to get started or on how to do specific things. Um, on uh, the app actions, we have something that we call uh, Intense. Uh, it's basically the deep links as well. Um, but those um, Intense, like there are already some pre-filled Intense, some more clever, let's say, Intense. Uh -huh. uh, for instance, for ordering a taxi, so you won't have to make the entire application like understand um, how the user would order a taxi. Um, so they take the natural language understanding processing um, and they just provide you with intent. So we call them built-in intent and there is a ton of built-in intents. I think that there are like, um, well, a ton, um, like 60 built-in intents. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course, if nothing covers your, um, your use case, then you can just create your own intent, but then you do need to take care of your own uh, natural language understanding. Okay, and so if we if we needed to do our custom one, where would we um, tackle that NLU uh, piece of it? Is um... it's on that um, XML file? Um, okay. So there, for instance, if you want to order coffee. Um, you can order like um, a hot coffee or a warm coffee. Um, the application, of course, doesn't know the difference between those two. So you need to get the synonyms and just um, assign them to a, to a value. So then you just get that value to your application and then you can open up your application ordering that coffee with the correct uh, data. Um, but yeah, for, for some use cases, for instance, the ordering the taxi, um, the built-in intent already takes that under consideration, so you don't really have to think about how would a user order a taxi. Okay. Um, so what other areas of uh, built-in actions are there? Is it like uh, typical things like uh, shopping or...? Yeah, so um, there are like 60 intents. There are some common uh, use intents, um, like opening the application, um, um, like ordering something um, that can be shopping, that can be anything, mm -hmm. uh, ordering food as well. Um, applications that also have the fitness or are on the fitness side. Okay. Um, so starting and stopping actions. Um, yeah, there are so many. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, I don't think I have any more questions about app actions. I'm excited to, to look at that side of things too. And hopefully I'll, have a project coming uh, soon that will uh, either allow me to do that uh, mobile voice integration on Alexa or on a Google Assistant, and I'll get to use uh, some form of this and and uh, start uh, adding voice to mobile apps all over the place. <laughs> sounds fantastic. Well, if you have any problems, you know where to find me. <laughs> uh, sounds good. I appreciate you taking the, uh, the time we're on uh, opposite ends of the world, I think. Um, <laughs> I'm starting my day and you're ending yours, um, but I appreciate uh, this chance to connect um, and just uh, uh, voice out there to the audience. Uh, 
um, we're you're able to to contact uh, two voice devs on uh, on social media. Uh, Alan and I are on on Twitter. Is there a way that our listeners can connect with you on on social media or otherwise? Uh, also, Twitter uh, works really well. So it's just Elisa Cumber. Um, they can find me over there. I try to reply to everyone. So. Well, sounds good. Well, Elisa, I really appreciate your time today. And uh, uh, we'll answer some more uh, questions on, on topics going forward on a future episode of Two Voice Devs. So take care, Elisa. Bye-bye.